it's not just within Catholic circles. Um, right. It's our evangelical brothers and sisters. It's it's the corporate world. Anywhere where you can look behind the veil of whatever that outer costume is. Yes. And when you come here, you might see the church and you might see the grounds and you might see mm. the, the the music team and the word. Like, I can't have this. Look what they've got. Right. You got to look behind that and you got to see what's the found, what's the founding principle. Yes. That's a value. What's that pearl? And then you extract that and then you try to apply it if it is a value to your community or to mm. your ministry or your situation. And let the Holy Spirit speak into that because then he'll inspire that that implementation. And that's where true fruit is had. It's not in trying to replicate, copy, paste. This is what this one church has or this is what this one organization. I want to be like them. And so I've got to do the things they've done. Now that doesn't work. Welcome to the Huntley Leadership Podcast. Helping leaders be a positive catalyst in the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Huntley Leadership Podcast. We're recording this podcast in the summer, and what's so interesting is that September is just around the corner. I don't know about you, but I always find ministry needs an explosion of energy, focus, passion at the beginning of new starts. And this new start is coming up, and I can't think of a better way than to go to a conference that could ignite you in parish renewal. And today, this podcast is going to be about the five reasons you're going to want to come to the Disciple Shift Conference in the Midwest this September. And with me are the two people that are going to be hosting it, Father Sammy Maletta and Khalil Hattar. Father Sammy, let's start with you. Why the name Disciple Shift? Well, because I think um, it's a process that never ends. we're always looking at what it means to be a disciple and that shifts regularly. Mm-hmm. Very like, it's like, um, it's just evolves. I, I don't know. That's, it, it really does. I mean, we just had a two day leadership team uh, retreat and right. we were talking about that very thing, refining it, getting better at uh, you know, communicating it, understanding it so that we can live it. Well, that's one of the things that, that, we write about in the book is one of the chapters is as good as it is, it can always get better. And so we always want to be improving on what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. And so you just let that be, that, that out of the can. So the book, oh, tell us a little bit about that. Don't want to get distracted on, but that's, we're we'll really excited about, about the book it. before we have. So, so uh, Ron and I are writing a book together. Um, kind of like the experience of uh, what we've experienced here at St. John the Evangelist. But then Ron, as a parish coach, throwing in how the principles that we've we've developed here can also be used in any application, mm-hmm. any parish, mm-hmm. large or small, mm-hmm. and and benefit those parishes. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're love it. Got ten ten uh, basic principles, and we're working on it. And the book's almost done. Yeah, you're doing a great job writing it, and yeah. I'm really enjoying it. So Khalil. What, what are you looking forward to? Like we, we talk about five different things and we're going to cover those five things. What's the first one in terms of hosting conference? Why do it? What's going on here in the Midwest and why hmm. are you guys motivated to do a conference anyway? Well, and 
Thanks for having us back on. You're welcome. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, so it's always good sitting across from you. Um, as always, direct me. Just don't feel like you, you know, Fair interject. <laughs> so the things that I'm excited by with this conference is just our ability to take pause and to say, what have we learned? What's blown up in our face? And can we start a larger conversation? Right. That's just really exciting. Yeah. Right. It, it feels like too much. You get stuck to use your phrase in the whirlwind of ministry. Yeah. Your head's down. You're just trying to get stuff done. You're trying to be faithful to the responsibilities entrusted mm -hmm. to you. You're trying to be faithful to the people that are entrusted to your care, mm -hmm. to the leadership that the pastor shares with you. And you don't often have a chance to just lift your head up and say, hey, can I get together with some like minded people and see what's going on? What's working? What isn't? Can I take a moment to pause and reflect on is what I'm doing working or it isn't? Mm -hmm. And so hopefully this conference, it's a it's a one and a half day event. Um, we're just located outside of Chicago. So hopefully it's convenient. You mentioned the Midwest for people in the Midwest yeah. to come out and just, again, have that and, pause. And I think also when we when we've gone to different conferences, mm. it's always been a wonderful opportunity to learn. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. And you're in an environment where other people are there to learn. Yeah. So we like to share that learning, you know, like Khalil says, things that have worked for us, we'd like to share because everything that we have, we want to give away. Right. Everything that we have is that's the, and that's the beauty of this whole church renewal movement. Yeah. And you see that, especially in the Midwest, a lot of things are happening in the Midwest. True. So just like we thought, well, why don't, why don't we just facilitate this? Why don't we just call people together and let's learn together uh, and uh, share what we're doing, including our failures, because you don't learn. I mean, to me. <laughs> so I'm going to interject yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ron, you just led us on a two day leadership team retreat. Yeah. And I loved. So we were doing a SWOT analysis and like we were started with strengths and it's like it was slow moving at first between the LT members listing strengths and then you got to weaknesses and like I rattled off 10 <laughs> and then another person rattled that. off five and then I got another <laughs> because those mistakes and you were like whoa whoa, whoa are you trying to take notes? <laughs> this is great. running out of ink yeah. <laughs> but those mistakes are essential for growth oh yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah <laughs> if we're willing to learn from them that's yeah, a good way to learn exactly well even in the context of what you just said everything we have you want to give away and oddly enough it sounds funny and it makes you smile but we actually want to give away our mistakes like if you can learn from yeah. somebody else's yeah, mistake sure. like man that's a real that's a leg up yeah. well that's that's a marker of a wise individual somebody who can learn from the mistakes of others we often yeah. want to go at ourselves. <laughs> don't don't feel like you have to. What I like about, and I'm a geek for this stuff, yeah. like marketing, wordsmithing <laughs> stuff, discipleship, things are always shifting, right? Mm -hmm. For you as an individual, you're always responding to the stresses and the demands of life. Yeah, Things are always changing for the church, the leadership in the church, the direction of your church. So it's like in that shifting, make sure you don't lose focus. And so we want to come, we want to learn from each other. This is what's worked. This is what hasn't worked. A lot of what we've implemented here mm. have been things that we found other churches doing. Yes. We've ripped off everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, bandits well, we, well, we but they ripped off people, but they, yeah. <laughs> and that's how it goes, right? It's nobody owns this stuff. It's just shared. Oh yeah. It's for the greater glory <laughs> of God. So if it works, if it helps your people draw closer to Jesus Christ, hey, 
<laughs> well, even 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 Khalil saying, Ron, you always say the whirlwind of ministry, and I'm smiling. I'm thinking, that wasn't my expression. I think that's Franklin Covey or, you know. And well, so, please, you're yes, right. Exactly. There's, <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. The important thing is like to see what the principle is yes. and then to shift it to make it work if it's of value to your community hmm. and then to run with it. Yeah. To, you know, father says, throw it at the wall. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, what did you learn? Right. And so, I, I think a lot of people are, especially priests, are afraid of failure. And I would just say, brothers, embrace it. Mm-hmm. It's your best friend. Really, it's true. If you yeah. if you don't expect yourself to be perfect, but you do want to be impactful and glorify God with your fruitfulness, then you failure is a part of the equation, and so embrace it. Yeah, yeah. totally love it. And and even continuing along those lines of the shift, the discipleship, leadership. That's why I love leadership so much. Is it's so challenging. It really does take an incredible level of honesty and self awareness and and humility. <laughs> And, and commitment and perseverance because it's so dynamic. Things are constantly shifting, whether it's the culture, whether it's your staff, whether you're just your success is creating new problems. Yeah, and if you, if you think of like the principles that we're, we're going to be presenting, it's not simply the principles that, I mean, they work, this is how they work here at St. John the Evangelist, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to shift to work in a different situation with different personalities, different resources, different. And so, you know, it's. Love it. And so learning is number one. Learning is the number one thing you're looking forward to. I would, uh, you mentioned something that triggered a thought. Yeah. And I would just invite the people that watch this, Mm. especially if you're in a position of church leadership. But if, if you're not, please to constantly remember to keep us. And by us, I mean, keep your, your leaders, whether that's an engaged volunteer whether that's your pastor, mm-hmm. so whoever it is, keep them in prayer. Because always at the leadership team level, what I've experienced, you're trying to stay focused on the mission, but on your desk in particular, and we get to share in your leadership, that's where the problems usually land. It's true. So if you've kind of if you've developed like a team, they'll work through it the best they can as they're supporting, as they're competent. But it's usually like, boom, okay, we, we would love to do X, Y, and Z. Pro- we'd love to launch Alpha. We'd love to get the rescue project going. This is going to be so exciting. We're going to get our connectors ready. Oh, but did you hear X, Y, and Z happen? Oh, let's pause. Let's deal with our problems. Awesome, so it's man. like we're always dealing with problems. But so keep that in prayer. And then um, so with with this conference, again, being a, a moment to pause, to come together, mm-hmm. to kind of peek your head up and say, how can I refresh, renew my approach to leadership that makes disciples in our parish? And also just share, what, I mean, again, we're not in the position where we're saying learn from us. We're saying, let's get together and learn from each other. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, that's, yeah. we just want to play host. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so fun. That's so what's so your fun. number two? Number two. He always yeah. has. Oh, he is. He, he is the, the wordsmith. So yeah. if we want to learn. We <laughs> we touched on this. We want to share. Yes. So it's not just. It's one thing to learn where I'm taking in. I'm analyzing according to my own situation. Hmm. It's another thing then to go out and then to share. Well, have you guys thought about this? And we've tried this, and this is why it didn't work. Hmm. And so this reciprocity has to happen. And so hopefully, right by coming together. You can pick up a couple gems, whether it's from a win or a loss that you've heard, but then you can also come back and contribute to a conversation. Yeah. And if you're looking, no matter what your ministry in your parish is, if you're looking for more, then you realize that you are in a lonely space. Right. 
So in terms of out of your parish? Out of your yeah. parish. So you look around, typically the parishes around you, they're, they're not doing what you're trying to do. Oh. So you exactly. need, uh, yeah. it's very, very helpful to come together and form relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what these conferences do. You you network. Yes. You find people. And then there are people that you can call on when you have, an, or call on when you want support. Yeah. Because you see that other people are doing this. I remember mm -hmm. standing outside at Divine Renovation, their first mm -hmm. conference, standing in the parking lot with all the food trucks yes and getting goosebumps because i realized all these people from around the world that were there the holy spirit had called to renew his church mm -hmm. and guess what i'm standing there <laughs> i'm a part of this i'm part of this yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was wonderful it was very exciting yeah. we hope to have the same kind of excitement at this uh discipleship conference mm -hmm. you know one of the things you said too, father sammy is the whole sharing piece and i know sometimes you know people might come to this conference and you guys have been at this a long time. You've learned a ton. You really have. And I'm so grateful to be able to partner with you guys and work together and collaborate. And, and they're going to see a lot of beautiful things that you guys have been able to create. And, and sometimes people might be intimidated by that. And what's so cool and what I love about coming together and sharing is I've been impacted by so many people who think they have nothing to share with me. Hmm. And it's never true. Like if you're a disciple, if, if you know God loves you and you're doing the best you can, I guarantee you, you have way more to share with others than you're aware of. It might be your attitude. It might be how you handle problems. You know, there's so much that we can learn mm -hmm. from each other and we don't have to ever be intimidated by somebody else's perceived success or what have you together we can learn so much if we yeah. if we're generous in in just sharing our perspectives and ideas and yeah. and i know you guys again that's why i enjoy working with you guys so much because that is always on the forefront of your guys mind is generosity of spirit to share well we even look we it's not just within catholic circles um right it's our evangelical brothers and sisters it's it's the corporate world Anywhere where you can look behind the veil of whatever that outer costume is. Yes. And when you come here, you might see the church and you might see the grounds and you might see mm. the, the, the music team and the word. Like, I can't have this. Look what they've got. Right. You got to look behind that and you got to see what's the found. What's the founding principle? Yes. That's a value. What's that pearl? And then you extract that and then you try to apply it. If it is a value to your community or to mm. your ministry or your situation, and let the Holy Spirit speak into that because then he'll inspire that, that implementation. And that's where true fruit is had. It's not in trying to replicate copy paste. This is what this one church has, or this is what this one organization, I want to be like them. And so I've got to do the things they've done. Now that doesn't work. No. You just, I was inspired by you guys recently to read, um, lead like it matters. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it was just so fun to dive into that book and that concept of what's the it yeah. you need to be aware because you can lose it. And Greg and Groeschel just did such a crazy job, but it's Greg Groeschel, uh, Andy Stanley, they've been, uh, very helpful to us yes in terms of things that we've uh, they've informed us on certain things yeah. that have been very very helpful to the development of this community wow. so you just you know the thing is is that we're not taking protestant theology no. or doctrine but they have a lot of practical practices that help mm. make their places vibrant and especially yeah. when it comes to relationships. Yeah. They yeah. do relationships very well. Yeah. They do life together very well. 
Mm. And that, again, that goes back to look at what the principle is. What is that thing that, 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 that golden nugget that's so attractive? Yes. And then how do you make that work in our context? It's funny you say that because I remember at a very difficult season of my life, I was in a different province and that diocese was really struggled. And I was in a church that really struggled with a priest who ended up leaving the Catholic priesthood and became, got married, had a child and, and, um, and became a pastor in a different tradition, which actually I think was probably his original fit because he just, he just, anyway, it was hard to be a lay person who had no capacity to influence in that culture. It was really hard, but I'm so faithful to my Catholic faith. I wasn't never, I wasn't going to ever stop being Catholic or ever stop going to the sacraments. Mm -hmm. But it was around that time that a friend invited me to come to his Wesleyan church, which we all knew was booming in our local town. And so I finally went to one service and what I saw was amazing. I saw hospitality like I've never seen before. Well, we can do that. I saw preaching that was unbelievable. Well, we can do that. I saw leadership, diffusion of leadership teams and depth of leadership teams I've never seen before. Well, we can do that. None of those things were Protestant. They were principles of excellence that we could apply to become better, more vibrant, faith-filled Catholics. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to be is, is a, the best Catholic I can be. And I'm so blessed by our brothers and sisters from other traditions, but they're not, I find oftentimes not trying to steal us. They're trying to inspire us. Yeah. They're, like yeah. they know people aren't going to, most people aren't going to shift over to their tradition. But if the Catholic church could wake up, if we could, like Jesus said, I didn't come to strike a single letter of the law. I came to bring it to life to show you what it looks like. And I'm thinking, that's why I love coming here to, to, to St. John the Evangelist. It's like, I wish I could bring my wife's here with me. I'm so happy to share you guys with her because you're so important to me. But I want to share the whole world with you guys and you guys with the whole world, because I'm telling you what's happening here is, is beautiful from all kinds of different fronts. And, and that's that's what I want people to see in this leadership conference. Like be inspired, not by doing one thing great, but a church that's doing so many things really, really well on multiple levels. But it's not because we don't make mistakes. It's not because it's easy. It's not because we've got it all figured out. But there's unbelievable commitment to principles that have really helped you guys continue to push forward and despite challenges and difficult times and just... I just think it's just really worth seeing. So I hear that and I just like want to stick my head in the sand because that's very humbling <laughs> to put it lightly. And it's all glory to God, right? right? Because we're, I lead the pack of sinners. You're a sinner. He's a sinner. Like we're all fallen. I know news. <laughs> news yeah. Don't tell him. Yeah, that. news alert. <laughs> it's like the, our flaws so outweigh. Again, weaknesses, we can list dozens just like that. And it's like when, boy, when you see what God can do, when you just wake up and you say, Lord, what would you like us to do today? And just to be faithful in that day in and day, it gets boring and that's okay. You have to live in that, that regularity of it. But when you start seeing, I think what you're describing is individuals waking up to their personal relationship with Jesus. And then they become part of a community of communities, which then comes together on Sunday as a larger community. And then you start seeing that joy multiply mm -hmm. and then you start seeing it spread. But maybe <clears throat> the Holy Spirit's blessed us here so that we could share this with other people. Oh, no doubt. Right. No. Yeah. You know, we had a finance meeting today and finance council meeting. Yeah. And they're a pretty feisty group of people. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. But they, they were saying, you know, this is this parish isn't just about you or Father Declan. Yeah. We are part of this parish. Yeah. 
and we have a voice. Sounds like they put you in your place. What? No, 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 no. It wasn't conflict at all. But it was just they were commenting. I love on, the ownership that yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah that's just, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, they, they want to have an opportunity to have a conversation with the bishop. Oh, so okay, there was yeah. a, we have a voice, yeah. and we need to speak that voice. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. What's one of the things that you were saying when we were talking earlier is how your bishop um, is really like embracing the language of parish renewal and well, really Bishop uh, Robert to... McClurry from the time he came to our diocese is really talking about missionary discipleship. Right. Yeah. And, um, he writes about it. He preaches about it. Um, and so I'm thrilled because that's right up what we're doing. So we really definitely feel the support coming from the Bishop. I love that. And there really is. I've, I've seen him. I remember one of my teammates uh, from back home in Nova Scotia was saying there really seems to be a movement of grace in the Midwest. And it's not saying it's not happening in different parts of the world. Of course it is. But I agree. Like, I just feel like there's something special happening in the Midwest. And so to be able to for you guys to put this disciple shift conference on is so important. And I love September's uh, not just because that's my birthday, but but it's it's. It's, for me, it's a new ministry season, right. and I love being inspired yeah. in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. because it takes a lot of energy to be in ministry. They say, you know, people feed off the energy of their leaders. And so, so are you saying time? come to the conference and you'll be inspired? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we have one of the reasons is to, to learn, learn, share. And again, we've talked about, you're doing a great job. He is, isn't he? Connect. Right. So the idea of we we just want to connect. And hopefully, I like, well, this is a great story because you you got me thinking about this yesterday. Um, You're right. And just a little context. Mm -hmm. It has been hard. We've gone to conferences. We visited other churches. And usually the magic happens when you're there. Yes. It's been hard to maintain that connection and momentum afterwards. It's so busy. And we've seen a lot of different ways that that, that's been tried. You do get so busy, whether it's like an online forum or like a Facebook group or whatever it is, or, you know, a weekly video call or monthly, whatever. It's like, it's difficult. And I haven't seen that done well. If, if someone has, or is a part of something like that, please share. Um, that's why the comments exist. (laughs) Um, but one of the, the the important things for coming together is making those connections, building those relationships. We went to amazing parish Dallas, and I, I'd like to tell the story if I can. Please. <laughs> Father and I, it was the second day, we're wiped. Um, no, I'm wiped. <laughs> well, he's so being great. very great. I, I'm on the verge of wipe. <laughs> I was renewed. So I look to the back and I see there's Father James Mallon. Yeah. It's the guy that wrote the book, you know? <laughs> yeah. And this is like really early on. This was before yeah. there was a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So it was like just Father James, just Father Mike. And so Father James is back there and I'm like, Father, we got to go check him out. No. We got to go say hello. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are we going to go say? No, no, no. I'm not going to embarrass myself yeah. and just like a groupie go up. and you know, <laughs> We just, we got to introduce ourselves. Yeah. And thank you for deciding to come along. Yeah. And we, we go, we say hi to Father James. We talk to him a little bit. Father James is probably thinking, I don't know who these guys are. I'm going to pass them off to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Ron was there at the time. You yeah, were, I was, yeah. 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 I was right there. Yeah. And then so we step outside yeah. and we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that connection, look at where it's led us to today. Yeah. So Crazy. you never know what the Holy Spirit's going to do, how God's going to inspire those relationships to develop and grow. We're talking, this was probably 2018-ish. Mm-hmm. 
And now, I mean, we've been connected since then. Ever since. So it's just amazing the value you've brought to us, the way you've been able to help through your coaching and just the the vision you've been able to speak in our our team Mm. to help us move forward. It's it's like if you're watching, if you're looking through a lens and you see what you need to see, but it's not clear. Mm -hmm. And what you've been able to do is adjust that so the clarity comes, the focus is in. And it's been very, very helpful for us. What's so neat about it? Because the activity was already there. That's the same experience we went through. We had a lot of activity, but we didn't have clarity. Right. And I come here and I see the activity. I see the winds. I see the momentum. And so, yeah, to be able to, uh, somebody from the outside, to be able to bring that clarity, it's just, it's a ton of fun. And so you're right. That's a really good point. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make 10 connections and keep those going for the next two years. But boy, you could have one connection that could change the complete trajectory of your, your life for the next however long. And that's a really good point. In fact, that's happened to me at multiple conferences. It's just been that one person Mm -hmm. and that's made a world of difference. That's a good point. Yeah. Love it. What's the next one? Uh, Contribute. Yes. So I I think um, it speaks heavily to our heart. Our mission is to be disciples who make disciples, who love God, love others and serve the poor. But you can't be a disciple who makes disciple without sharing. So if father mentioned Craig Groeschel, I'm a hardcore Craig Groeschel <laughs> fanboy. Yeah. I mean, the guy's he's just such an inspiration. Shout out to him in case he wants to be at the next conference. Yeah, I yeah. think we have Shout a spot for him. That he oh, could. yeah. <laughs> if not, we'll see you at the Global Leadership Summit. <laughs> right. You guys yeah, don't right. know the Global Leadership Summit, consider going to that. Yeah. Um, he's got a line that, again, ripped off. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not called to be spiritual consumers. We're called to be spiritual contributors. Hmm. And it's okay that, that that's not a negation of being a spiritual consumer. You have to consume to grow, right? Jesus calls hmm. us friends. Friends can't be absent from each other. So you get to know the one you love. But then at a certain point, you got to share. You got to give back because then you realize the Holy Spirit's giving me gifts. The Holy Spirit then is calling me to use these gifts. And he's calling me for the betterment and building up of his kingdom. And what does that mean? I've got to help make disciples of other people. What does that mean for a community, a church? Mm. We should be inspired to, in some way, contribute to the the growth of other churches, however we can. And Mm. we've touched on this, whether that's through our wins, our losses, what we've experienced, anything we have, we want to give away. And then we're going to ask you in turn, what has worked for you? What can you give us? Yeah, what are we hungry for? Yeah. Yeah. And so this idea of contributing to the larger church, hopefully it's something that we all take to heart. And if you can, uh, I'll hand this over to you. If, if you maybe find it as a part of your mission to host one of these things, it's really not that difficult. You brought those divine renovation open houses to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. It was like 2017. Yeah. And that was awesome. We literally just opened up the church. We, we, we sent out the invites. We had people come in from around the area. They were able to watch videos, discuss in small groups. Mm -hmm. They left so joyful. And it's like, we didn't do anything, but just open our doors and say, let's have a conversation. So you can contribute at different levels. Love it. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Got caught up in your enthusiasm. Yeah, it's easy to do. One yeah. of the things, and, and I just want to make this point clear when it comes to c- contributing, because we're on the front edge. Like the, the, the people, the priests who are crazy enough to try to get fantastic results in a time where we feel so insignificant, the culture's not Catholic anymore. It's not Christian anymore. We're in a post-Christian culture. 
And some people still believe that God can do anything and that the church still matters and that we can still walk in miracles. And it's like, if you're crazy enough to still have that view and that perspective and that commitment and that belief, then I'm telling you, you are a pioneer. And if you're trying to bring that to life in your local parish, that's not easy. And so the importance of contributing, if you have a mindset like that, is so important because none of us know the way from here to there. We know where we're trying to go, yeah. but we don't know exactly how to get there. And so if we're not learning from each other, that's a pity because yeah. none of us are that smart. There's there's not uh, a map. And I think um, this is what I was thinking earlier is that there is a culture in the Catholic Church of parochialism. Yeah, sure. This is my church. This is my parish. This mm -hmm. is, and we really have to break that. We really have to start thinking differently. This is his church, and we need to contribute as best we can. Um, but if we tear down those walls and we say we can learn from each other, mm -hmm. and even just the uh, support, knowing that somebody else is trying to do something similar that you're trying to do. Right. Gosh, that's that's worth it. Especially if that's a worth a trip to North <laughs> Carolina. Yeah. Even if you're from Canada yeah, or yeah, from yeah. the East Coast uh, or yeah. the West Coast or the South. Yeah, I think it really is. And and I know too for, for you guys as pastors, you know, as parish priests, it really is great to get together with your fellow priests who are, are crazy enough to are like-minded yeah i mean you just feed off each other right yeah you're saying yeah. you uh you guys went on retreat and met father ricardo and his team right and how inspired you guys were by yeah. that experience yeah but um I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> that's going to be a whole other episode because that was an awesome yeah, experience. Was, yeah. yeah. Be next and that's a, around. that's so a, stay tuned. So stay, yeah, tune in next yeah. time yeah. because you're right. It's, we need to be inspired by others. And I think too, there's, I didn't think, just think of all of the lay people out there who are laying down their life, whether they're working for the church or they're just really key volunteers in the church who are dying to create, to be a part of the solution to create a church where their kids will thrive where where again we walk in miracles and mm -hmm. and and church comes to life in a way that actually brings transformational change to yeah. the people we bring to it there's so much hunger for that man and so if you're a layperson listening to this and you're going that's what i want like do everything you can to bring a team together and and if you're a pastor listening and you have some people that 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 you'd like to bring get and listen to this podcast and it's, yeah. if that gets you excited then Let's yeah. buy a ticket. How do they get on? I, I know we have another. Oh, we'll wait till the end of how they get connected sure. to us. But I want to um, tell you the thing. Yeah. Another thing Please. I'm excited about, and that's Alpha. Yeah. Alpha is partnering with us on this, and that is just amazing. <laughs> We're just so excited. Alpha has been so instrumental to what we've done. And so if you don't know about Alpha, come and learn about what Alpha can do for your parish. If you're thinking about, but don't know how to get it started, come and learn how to get it started. Yeah. If you have an Alpha that's running and you want to make it better, come and learn how you can make it better. Alpha is an awesome program yeah. that has been so instrumental in bringing our people to Jesus. And maybe yeah. if you're just looking for a tool yeah. to add to your toolbox of how you engage people, then maybe consider Alpha. Right. Yeah, Alpha is yeah. only a tool, so true. Yeah. but it's an important tool. It's a very helpful tool. <clears throat> um, 
And it's great that you guys were able to secure Josh Dennis. He's the, yeah, the national coordinator for Alpha in a Catholic context. Right. He's a great speaker. He's an author as well. He's written a great book. And uh, he, I just have to shout out Dan McCarthy. He has been phenomenal in helping right? out and coordinating this thing. It's just his excitement and support has been really it's been helpful to get this going. Um, yeah, he's so great. And again, I think that's part of the movement of 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 the Midwest is Dan's commitment yeah. and passion for coming alongside of churches to help them kind of discover and mobilize the call to evangelize. Like that's hard like, in our Catholic context. We're not necessarily good at it, but it just becomes so natural when it's dinner, movie and some casual conversation. Mm, yeah. uh, and we really go high on hospitality. And one of the things too, and if, if you haven't watched the episode, I'd really encourage them to go back and look at the episode I did with Louis Kane about turning their alpha around. Because one of the things I find so exciting about you guys is you had alpha going and it was going well, mm -hmm. but there was so much room for improvement. And then just, you know, under your guys' leadership, just like a year ago, you guys were went all in on every aspect of yeah. Alpha and the difference that's it made. Definitely paid off big time. Didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so it really is going to be a fun <laughs> partnership with Alpha yeah. as part of the Discipleship yeah. Conference. Come and learn about Alpha. Uh, maybe if it's for the first time or making it better mm -hmm. and continue to, to journey with us as we unpack what does the parish renewal look like and how right. can we How do you get started? What do you, yeah, we got it. Mm -hmm. Lot to share. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. There's something on my, and I don't yeah, know please. Start wrapping this up. No, go ahead. Um, Something I just can't shake. So I want to throw it out there and yeah. you guys call me out on it. Like <laughs> refine it. Um, Stop. <laughs> you know where it's going. <laughs> um, whenever we talk about this stuff, I get very self-conscious. Conscious. Yeah. Like it's almost, you don't come across as like boasty. Sure. Yeah. And I think what triggered it, triggered it was your comment on parochialism. It, it, it's, it's, it's like you're. This isn't about shining the spotlight on us. Right. We're just so excited by what the Holy Spirit's doing in the lives of the people around us. Yeah. We're not offering a program. We're not offering a formula. We're not offering, there is right. no plan. It's like, just come and see. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I think it's just natural. You're just naturally a humble man. That's just your, that's your character. So it's understandable that you would have some difficulty with that. Yeah. But look, you go to a restaurant, it's really good. Yeah. You tell everyone that you see what a wonderful meal you had. You read a book. Wow, this is great. You see a movie. It's just a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Why should that be different when it comes to Jesus Christ? When we see miracle after miracle, we see the excitement, we see the development, we see all this stuff happening through the grace of God, mm -hmm. right? How can you keep your mouth quiet? <laughs> you want to share that. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's like bragging. If it's bragging, what St. Paul says, don't brag on myself, I brag on I brag on, on Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're 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 excited about what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's happening primarily because the Holy Spirit has guided us step by step. Yeah. Well it's it's so fun because even as I coach parish parishes. The natural evolution of my time with churches that I coach always seems to get, if, if they're competent, if they have high faith and are all in, and if they're growing in these principles, they always end up at some point getting to a place, hopefully, 
of generosity. Mm. And that's what I see in you guys to back to your point about not just being spiritual consumers or parish renewal consumers, but parish renewal contributors. And I just think this is a natural evolution of, of your guys's humility in applying principles that glorify God and bring people to Christ. And, and it's, and for me, I can brag on you guys cause I'm from the outside, <laughs> but I truly mean it. I would say you guys are at the absolute upper end of parish renewal um, effort, commitment, and implementation of principles that get fruit. And, you know, the thing is with that, it, you know, I was just talking to your worship team this morning and they're saying, we've really elevated our game here, here, here. And they have. And then one of them jokes is, yeah, but that puts a lot of pressure on us to continue. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's always a downside, yeah. but it's true. Like they're, the, the, there, it does put a lot of pressure on us to keep it going. It does put a lot of pressure on us to be consistent with how we treat people. It does put a lot of pressure on us on, on how we continue to live out our structure and our and our values and our, you know, it's just so cool. But it's like, yeah, well, that pressure is good. Well, here's my challenge to our worship team. <laughs> yeah. Good is never good enough. <laughs> and so that becomes the standard of what's good. How do you go to great? And great. they own yeah. it, man. Your very best sermon yeah. becomes the standard of going forward. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> how, can I, how can I do better than that? Well, I love the line. You, you share this. Like people come up to you and say, Father, that homily, it would be like right after Mass. That homily you gave three weeks ago was great. I really love that homily. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. You, can't, you really can't have a lot of ego. And that's a good point, too, you know, because even as we launch out to put this discipleship conference together for this September, you know, there are parts of this conference that will probably make better the following year that we do it. Mm -hmm. And the year after that, like, so this is the beginning of being, you know, spiritual parish renewal contributors. And I would suspect that even the people who come are going to help you guys to help us to continue to grow. Give us your feedback. Help us make it better. Right. So we can continue to add value. Disciple shift as it relates to parish renewal, right? We're going to keep shifting together. Right. Love it. I just want to drive home as we begin, as we wrap it up, the importance of parish coaches. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've, I was a seminarian prior to coming on as a pastoral Mm. associate, been to a couple different parishes, never experienced a parish coach until I came here. Neat. And I think that has to become a thing. Mm. It's so important to have an experienced outside voice to what father said and just to reinforce who can come in, be a voice of, of, of trust mm. who can then keep you accountable to the vision, the mission, the goals that you yourselves have set for yourself. Mm. Cause if you don't have that outside voice that you trust, you're going to just eventually taper off and get bogged down by the everyday of life. It, it's hard to look at what you're doing when you're doing it and see how it can get better. Mm. It's hard. I say this about marriages all the time. Sometimes you need a third party to come in yeah. to help you sort out the issues. And parish life is very similar. I mean, you've emphasized how demanding and just trying to get through the day and get everything that you need to get done, done. And sometimes uh, a person can come in from the outside who doesn't have really an ax to grind in any special way right. and come in and help. say, well, why are you doing that? Well, 
is there a better way you can do that? And all of a sudden you stop yeah. and now you're thinking about something that you weren't thinking about because you were just thinking about getting things done. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I, w I would agree. Coaches run, you've been great for us, but coaching is a very, uh, it's a vital part of this church renewal and it should be embraced. There's so much. Mm. We're at a critical time and we have to make a decision. I don't want to, I don't want to challenge any of the teachings of the church, any of the doctrine of the church, but I definitely want to challenge the style and some of the practices. We have to look at life differently. We have to look at parish differently. And we have to hold ourselves accountable to fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Not yes. just doing church because this Great. is the way we think right. it should be done. If we're not transforming lives, if we're not walking in miracles, we have a problem. Right. And let's address that problem as leaders. Let's hold ourselves accountable to the fruitfulness and let's do something. Can I use my line? Go ahead. <laughs> Quick, write I it just, down if you're just, listening at I home. I just thought of this line. I want to use it. We have to be a light that no one can deny. Uh, uh, there you go. There you go. Father Samueletta, get it on Twitter right away. <laughs> yeah. He's on Twitter now. You know you're on Twitter? No, I didn't. Yeah, you're on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Father Samueletta. That'll be your first tweet. Okay. So that's a good point. So how do people are listening connect? And if they haven't heard about this yet, if this, when this podcast comes out, if that's the first time they're hearing about it, where do they go? How do they sign up? Who should they be bringing with them? And what are the dates? Well, we'd love for you. It's September 20th. The Alpha Evening happens September 19th. So if you'd like to come out for that evening, there's a culture conversation. It's hosted by Alpha. Again, it's a great way for you to A, get to know Alpha, see if it works for you. Kind of just dip your toes in the water. They, mm -hmm. they want to introduce people to it. It's not a sales pitch gotcha. or anything like that. So I think it'll be a great experience. They've done a great job putting these on. Uh, that's September 19th. September 20th, it's going to be an all-day event. We've got Father Speaking, Josh Dennis. Ron Huntley will be there. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to break up uh, some workshops. And so we're going to speak on, we are going to speak on Alpha. We're going to speak on the worship experience, digital media, mm -hmm. which is booming. I mean, we're doing podcasts, social media, um, uh, practical things, even like song selection, bring your DRE. We're going to talk about that. There'll be workshops for them. So really. How to select the leadership team, work on the leadership team. How to build You're doing one just for your, just for pastors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who to invite? We'd love pastors to come. And Bishops associates. Are welcome. Associates. Mm -hmm. Really look at your leadership team, parish council, key volunteers. We're, what we're trying to do is have kind of the, the talks be for everyone and then where you can kind of um, tailor the workshops to, to mm. what speaks to you. Right. And so, again, this is the first time we're doing it. We're trying um, to really meet the needs of our guests Uh you can find us at discipleshiftconference.com or discipleshift.church, mm -hmm. discipleshiftconference.com. Or if you follow us on Facebook, SJE Plus, mm -hmm. there's information there. Um, and feel free to reach out to us, right, through discipleshiftconference.com. Mm -hmm. We've got promo codes, all that stuff. Wow. We really want to make this kind of as affordable and as available, I should say, to people as possible. And what days of the week is that evening and next day? Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. So can I just put a little plug in for those that are listening? Man, I'm telling you, if you're coming from out of town, if you can, I know not everybody can, I would come for the weekend, find a place to stay, uh, come for mass. Like just nobody's expect. you guys aren't expecting anybody to come for mass. I'm saying come for mass. The worship experience here is heavenly. And it'd be really neat to experience some of the things that we're going to be talking about. And there's a shrine here called the shrine of christ's passion, passion. and 
Oh my gosh, you're going to think you died and went to heaven. You're going to want to spend a whole day there if you can. And so that's just a couple of tips right. because I yeah. think I think there's a lot that this place has the to best offer. Best gift shop outside of Rome. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But most of my family has Christmas gifts from there every year. So <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for your generosity. Thanks for contributing to this conversation and this movement, this pioneering movement of parish renewal in a very challenging culture. I appreciate you both. All right. Thanks, Ron. So thank you for listening. You know, leadership is such an important conversation. We have to challenge each other. We have to support each other. And it isn't a joy to do so. Come to this conference in September and, and, and pray to God that he'll put one person in your life as a result of that commitment that you're going to make that will change the trajectory of the impact you're going to have. God bless you all. I want to encourage you as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time. And remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.